This is a call for an uprising. Welcome to today's show. I've covered the satanic WWE many times in this channel or the WWF, whatever you want to call it. The current WWE filled with nothing but satanic symbolism, promoting Satanism, promoting the occult, and of course targeting it towards young kids, characters who promote Satanism, guys like The Undertaker, John Cena throwing up the 666 sign. And now get this, the WWE has a new character who goes under the name Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Obviously, the name is a play off of Alistair Crawley. And the character himself is satanic and a Satanist. And they have... You know, if there's one thing that I could admit about uh, wrestling is that there are a lot of conspiracy nuts out there in the real world that are trying to basically say that, you know, wrestling is the devil's work, it's Satan's work, and blah, 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 all this other stuff. We just finished watching and listening to a video from a guy who calls himself a call for uprising on YouTube. And he had this video that I, uh, someone sent to me a few days ago, basically talking about Aleister Black imitating a pedophile Satanist back in the days known as Aleister Crawley. And, you know, from our retrospective, we finished watching it and it's like, I think we've come to conclusion that this guy's a fucking quack. I think this guy... There's there's a lot of people like this in the world. There's yeah. a lot of people who are just like absolutely fucking bonkers and can't just let things be and can't just like, can't just enjoy life, have to say that everything that has caused them pain in their life has been caused by something. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. There's just some people who are so fucking loopy that they're, they're just more busy trying to find excuses to why their life sucks versus then them trying to fix it. You know what I'm saying? And it makes it like even worse is that this guy literally tried to get all the information that he got from whatever fucking deep, dark website you search your shit from to supposedly... Alistair Black has these tattoos that are like, it's like filler with these swirls and whatnot. It's filler for like a sleeves. And he pulls out this like this weird shit talking about, oh, Alistair Black has the little boy lover tattoo. And he, he you know. Bruh, he, he was, here's what it is, man. He was just, try, he's trying too hard, bro. He tried way too hard. Here's what it is. There's some, there's something wrong in his life. Right? Something went wrong in his life. And psychologically, he decided instead of, hey, let me try to find the real reason, sit down and say, all right, let me try to fix this in my life, in myself. What can I do to fix this situation? Instead, what he tries to do is he's like, oh, well, I used to watch wrestling, so it's wrestling's fault. So now I'm going to blame wrestling. So now everything about wrestling is satanic. To him. It's just... Again, this guy's a fucking quack. You know, like, he, he basically... He basically just 
said that Alistair Black has a little boy lover symbol on his arm, which is dumb, idiotic. And he's saying that, like, all these little kids are praising that they love him. You know, last time I checked, we went to an NXT show in Brooklyn. We did not see not one child, not one child wearing an Alistair Black t-shirt. Yeah, not not, not wearing an Alistair Black t-shirt. First off, there weren't a lot of kids in in our show. Uh, I don't know if that's a, a, a regular thing with NXT crowds, but maybe in full sale, yeah. You know, because in full sale, I see kids. You feel me? But in in New York, there weren't that many kids. There were like a few here and there. I think if you just go to an NXT, yeah. NXT show in general, with it's whether it be a lot more adult, hardcore oriented yeah. fans. That's number one. Number two, they never bring up any of that stuff on WWE. Like they never actually dive into the satanic part of his character. They never they never even implicated that Alistair Black was a Satan worshiper, you know? It's yeah. just it's it's a gimmick. Like there's there was yeah. another video that I saw earlier today when I was um on my way over here. Mm-hmm. It's a video of um some kid interviewing The Rock. It took place in some country in Asia and some and some shit. The kid's like you know, ten, twelve years old. You know, the, he want, he was a big fan of the Rock. He wanted to interview the Rock and all yeah. that other shit. So you know, the Rock asked him how old he was. You know, he said he's twelve. And the Rock came up with a joke. Says, "Oh, I I eat children ten and over, and pineapple," because we get the joke. Yeah. You're a big scary dude. Yeah, you're filled with muscles. We get that because that's part of the gimmick. But this guy. This guy wanted to basically go out of nowhere and say that Dwayne Johnson is a motherfucking cannibal because he couldn't take a joke that everyone in the background was laughing at because everyone was laughing when they when The Rock says that joke. Because let me say it, anything The Rock says is like Robin Williams. He's just funny. Here's the thing. That's just... He's being cute with a kid. That You know, like, that's like... Celebrities are always pretty chill with kids, you know. They they understand, you know, they're, they're small, they're very impressionable. You have to be very cool with them, because you know you have to like, you have to make them feel comfortable. Mm. Like I know you're, you re- know I, mean? I know you, you're you religious. You don't want to scare them. Yeah, I know you're religious and all yeah. that shit, and I, I respect I respect yeah. you for having your beliefs and all that. Yeah. You know how I am. Yeah, 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 you know I don't go out of line disrespecting people like oh fuck your god fuck this fuck that I don't yeah. do that that's because thing, I respect everyone else's beliefs that's the thing WWE's not doing that no except if you're Vince McMahon challenging god into a fucking get jiggy with it match it's a f- fucking gimmick if you take too serious what WWE does then you're you're just not gonna enjoy the product you know it, there's certain things that are meant to be taken serious in storyline and there's some things that you know were just meant to be a joke. Like, for instance, I'd and, rather... You know, also, it was another time, you know? Yeah. It was acceptable at a you time. Know, at a time, like, I would have just, <laughs> yeah. you know, went went yeah. out of the way and said, hey, maybe WWE should just bring back intergender wrestling because that's something that I would rather see on my fucking TV. True. But, you know, True. there's going to be one of those moments where we start asking ourselves, hey... What if this does happen? If one of the kids actually reenacts that exact same moment, but not just to another, not to another boy, but to a girl, and they say, "Oh, the the, the WWE on TV told me to do it," and all that other shit. No, this is one thing that I'm going to say right now. I don't have any religious beliefs. I don't have any beliefs on that shit. But I do respect everyone for their religious beliefs. If you want to pray to God? Go ahead. I make jokes about him when it comes to the weather. When it's snowing, he's masturbating. When it's raining, he's peeing. When there's a full moon, he's showing his ass. 
But I am not going to sit here and waste 12 minutes of my time hearing a fucking quack telling me that WWE is poisoning, brainwashing our kids to thinking that there are satanic characters in a sports entertainment lineup. It's a gimmick. And can I remind people that he's been going with this gimmick since the indies? They never really changed anything other than his name because he went by Tommy End. Moral of this whole thing is that if you want to be a wild nut conspiracy theorist, you want to be one of those doomsday preppers that just lives off fucking rations for the rest of your life and make a fallout shelter out of like 500 school buses, go right the fuck ahead. But don't go around on the internet saying shit like this because it's shit like this that gets wrestling fans upset because there is nothing wrong with what's on our programming. I don't see yes, any. Yes, there is. Vince McMahon sucks. Well, besides <laughs> that, Vince McMahon sucks. But last time I checked, I haven't seen any satanic worshiping since Undertaker nah, nah, cut nah, himself. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Look, the 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 product has gotten a lot. How the hell? See, that's what you get. The product has gotten a lot cleaner than it was when we were growing up. A lot we cleaner. It's gotten really squeaky fucking clean. Yeah. Minus Brock Lesnar yeah. swearing. Now, and of course, <laughs> Paul Heyman saying, Google it, bitches. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. But you, you want you, you want you want to begin already? Uh yes. Yeah, Ladies sure. and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Ramble Mania show where we hear Ramble. We really need to fire Yoshi immediately. Like seriously. Why is this happening? Everyone's you know crazy. It happened like once or twice this week. And that's about it. You so, need a, you need to a, be honest, let's see. You need a silent landline. But here we go again. Pointing goodies to everyone out there. Welcome to another edition. Press the mute button, bro. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Ramble Mania Show. The show where we hear Ramble all things good and bad in the world of professional wrestling. I am Dream Chief Mastermind Boss Hazel the Eye Zombie. Join with me as always. I am the Ramble Mania. Woo! World, woo, heavyweight, woo, champion, woo, the angel of death, six XL, and Tevin couldn't be here today. TJ the Great had some family business to attend to. We don't blame him. We always say family comes first, so go take care of your family and all that other shit, bro. And the weather is absolutely shite, man. Yeah, it's been shite since yesterday, bro. Like I, I was even surprised that I was able to actually go back home after. That disgusting ass weather. Like, I thought I came unprepared, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it turned it. The snow may have fucked up my whole day at work, mm-hmm. but it wasn't making me as cold as possible. But I did have to walk from my house from one four nine on the two train all the mm-hmm. way to my crib. So I didn't want to deal with all that traffic that was blocking Third Ave. See, luckily I live here, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about like traveling. So I'm all right. But to be honest, with how sick I feel right now, my ass would have been in bed. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I would have been. I yeah. would have not came here. I would have just said, "Fuck the predictions. Let's just do the recap next week." I would have just been laying in bed chilling. But we want to do this for you guys. We want to stay committed to our our troops. But it is Friday. It's basically our favorite time of the month. Yep. It is a super predictions month. So this is how we're gonna be doing this from now on. When it comes to the big five or the big fours, 
Fridays is our predictions because we have to do NXT and then the pay-per-views. And then when it's the regular pay-per-views, it's Saturdays yep. all the time. Yep. But we are here to give our predictions for the NXT TakeOver War Games 2 and Survivor Series 2018, all taking place at Staples Center, correct? I believe so in LA. In Los Angeles, California. So we put a marker. We've had a really, really <laughs> weird week. These guys did their banter club and everything else when it came down to Raw SmackDown. I'm gonna throw my two cents in real quick before Tell we came do in it. on a snowstorm. I like yeah, him. that was a surprise. Like I watched right. that shit. I was like, I was surprised he even managed to make yo, it. He made it. He made and yo, my ass was here. Yo, it took him so long to get here. That by the time he got here, I literally had the entire thing set up. Yeah. Like, all I literally had to do was press play on the laptop and press play on the on the, uh-huh. on the phone. I was ready to go. Like, hello? All right. So, here are my opinions on Mini Banter Club on Raw and SmackDowns. I didn't watch NXT or the UK, but 2019, I will be a part of Banter Club uh, for sure. You have to. Recapping with these guys. UK. On Raw and SmackDown, I'll be doing the solo stuff for the Hunter Hearst Helmsley Hour for NXT and the UK in 2019 once I get everything set up. But here are my two cents for Raw. We're keeping on trip. You're going to do NXT UK. Mm. That's what, here, here, <laughs> that's what here's, you're do. Here's my two cents for Raw and SmackDown. Because we need a UK. Raw was okay. I mean, I... I like the fact that the tag teams got to do double duty, even yeah. though their match kind of ended... Pretty quickly, like the minute it started, it was like Braun promo, Lady Balls promo. I'll give you what you want. I want Brock. I want Corbin done because I can't fucking slap you in the face because you're really big and scary. But I could slap Big Show like a bitch and he'll cry. That's just sad. How? That's, how not, did, that's not how I felt about it. Yeah, uh, but that's that's how I felt. Because here's what it is: when she first came out, right, I felt like that. But once he started like speaking. I was like, okay, no, no, no. He's a lot smarter than He that. put her in check. That's that's yeah. like the smartest thing. I was like, yes, so now you're the Roman Reigns. Corbin <laughs> gets flipped over by Ronda Rousey, yeah. Big Whoop. Another tease with Ronda and Stephanie, which we're never going to see again unless yeah. they have another match. Yeah. Um, The Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose promo. It was pretty good. Dean Ambrose actually looked like a Batman villain. Yeah. He kind of reminded me of um, a mixture of Harvey Dent. With Two Face, uh, no Harvey Dent and the Riddler because he had that Two Face yeah. emotion, but he had the Riddler talking to him because he was t- he was just like speaking in riddles. Another thing that did bother me about that promo, I get it, you're on top of a sports car next to a drum of oil lit on fire. There is a fucking um, a bottle of gasoline. There's a bottle of gasoline that fucking uh that Dean Ambrose has, and he fucking throws. The gasoline on his vest, and people out of nowhere are just going out of the way saying, Oh, he should have gotten lit on fire. He should have gotten lit on fire because he started pouring gasoline on his vest. It was water. Calm your fucking jets. It was just agua. Nah, see, the beef with me and the fire can is that it was maybe like legit, like about an about a centimeter away from the car. Yeah, but I'm talking like when he poured the the, no, no, the, the not, fake that, shit on his vest. Fuck the fake shit. I'm talking about this is the problem that I had with that segment. Why is your car that next to a goddamn fire? I don't know if you know anything about science and chemistry and anything like that, 
But if that fire heats up anything in that car that's not supposed to be heated over a certain amount of, of, of temperature, or temperature. Like, it's going to go kaboom. Yeah. It'll get smoky first and then it'll go fucking kaboom because you have to understand all the... um. All that other gas shit is gonna go no, 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 seeping yeah, inside the car too. It, it's gonna it's gonna get smoky, but sometimes yeah. I've seen cars that you can't even tell. You see a little smoke, you think it's just a little smoke. That's just already on fire on the inside. But look, <laughs> uh, th- to finish off Raw, um, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are now the team captains with a very shitty tag team. I don't understand why is it that they're throwing Lucha House Party in this. this it didn't really. It doesn't. Well, I'm not gonna say it doesn't really make any sense because Raw needed more tag teams, and they don't have a lot of tag teams as it is. We all thought that we were gonna get Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy to come back one more time. Just, oh yeah, yeah, because supposedly Matt Hardy's clear to wrestle again. Let me tell you something. This is the reason why the, the, these predictions, whatever. Because here's what it, mm-hmm. here's what it is. Like I thought about it, and I'm like, yo, it, it could change at Survivor Series. Yeah. We could be like, oh, this match is good. We're not gonna see it. We might, we might not even see a, a few matches. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know how. This is how they're booking lately. You don't know. We, we, yeah. That's that's the thing that that bothered me because we we remember what happened last year before Survivor Series. Yeah. A lot of shit changed. Yeah. Now it's just like, okay, the minute we're done with Crown Jewel kicking us and our Crown yeah, Jewels, yeah. we had Evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Then we had that show that must not be named. And then, <laughs> and then we got this. Yeah, you know. And I, so I, the thing is that like there was no break in between, and then we fi- in between that we find out Roman has leukemia. So it's like the amount of booking that they've had for this show is like absolutely nothing. But I mean, um, literally maybe it's it's two weeks worth of stuff, but it's like they've. Packed like so many ep- like literally last like not the raw that we just saw but the yeah. one before that one uh-huh. felt like they just put five hours worth of shit in three hours yeah same thing this week mm-hmm. same thing with SmackDown where it felt like they put like four hours worth of shit same thing this week and it just got to a point where it just it feels it feels like WCW in like 1999. Well, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen the next day. Let me finish this and I'll, I'll ask yeah. you this question because this was pretty big and I wanted to get your thoughts yeah, yeah. on it. I, I, I don't know if you guys talked about it during... Yeah. I don't know if you guys talked about it during Banter Club, but I feel as if I wanted to give, get your opinion on this. Okay. But yeah, let me finish. The woman, you know, teasing that Sasha and Bailey were going to be in the, next, uh, the, the team female Raw, I knew they weren't going to have them both in there because... Again, this was a go-home show, and when it comes to Survivor Series, you need to build your go-home show to be as phenomenal as possible. And again, no pun intended to AJ Styles. I liked what they did last year. I just didn't like the phrase, under siege. It just it didn't make any sense when Shane said it. It sounded stupid. I, I felt as if it was just the wrong word to say. You could have just said, we're taking over, in order to just, you know... Tease the fact that maybe well, some they, NXT guys well, were coming they, in. They can't take over. That's NXT stand. No, but but I, like I said, you know, we're we're taking over. We're coming through your front door. We're taking over the little bit of minutes of airtime you have left, so that we could build well, up they our can't momentum. Take over. That's an NXT thing. But here we go. Not like they didn't copy evolution. Ronda Rousey <laughs> being put <laughs> being put in a disarmer yeah. from Becky Lynch. Disarmer. So yeah, the, the cameraman just like. 
rushes to the fucking yeah, scene. Yeah, it just rushes right to that scene. It was, it was just like, rushes right in there after the match. After they announced Ruby Riot, they switch right in, go straight to the locker room. They see Ronda under the disarmor, and it looked like she was like, it looked pretty stiff. Yeah. I think like she, arm, I think like she told Becky. Look really, really I think she told Becky like maybe hours before the show, mm-hmm. like, hey, if we're gonna do this, do you wanna you wanna tweak my arm a bit so I could get more motion and pain? Because mm-hmm. with Rhonda making her debut since her debut in WWE, before her mania match, she was not building up any emotion. She was not she was still learning how to talk, she was still learning the ropes. Yeah, At the learning. time, she was like a John Cena robot. She was like a Charlie Caruso robot. Yeah, she she had she had the smiley <laughs> yeah. face for like a few minutes, but then when it was time to when it was time to go. Yeah, but I like that. Bomb. I like that. It, I like that. It, I like it, that. That's what I like. I could see that she was gonna get better. But she she's got she's gotten a lot better after has, her match has. at Mania. She's gotten a lot better. Her promos mm-hmm. have gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not and I'm not just you know knocking the fact that she she had the best burn in 2018 with the Nikki Bella shit. Yeah. She's been putting on. Amazing promos, and you know how like when when they cut promos, you're not supposed to look at the camera. Yeah, I don't know how they're letting her just look at the camera with an angry emotion because that's powerful and that's moving. Because not all women could sit there and and just you know get as serious as Rhonda is, but not only that, look at the camera as passionate and as vocal to the audience and to yourself as everyone else was, you know. So I got glued on that promo that she cut before the assault. And ever since the uh, the match that she had with Nikki, the, when we saw the, the post-up, when her and Becky crossed paths, I'm like, shut up and take my money. I'm fully invested. And I can't wait to see what they're going to say to each other. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Out of everything that they said to each other, not one bad promo has come out of it. Not one. Except, well, not one bad promo, not one... Now, uh, one single piece of, of I, I, that shit has I, come I, on. I, I disagree with you because, uh, well, me and Tevin already talked about this this week on, mm-hmm. the, on the show. Yeah. Where basically 95% of her promo on Raw was absolutely garbage except for the last few words. Oh, because, again, so. like, she kept bringing up the whole... I don't like the fact that one, that... Rhonda is bringing up like her past and all this stuff. Like while you were coming out of your mother's womb, that, that I was, was I that, was trying to wake up to arm bars. That, that was that wasn't it. No, I'm just saying. Like, how, <laughs> see, here's what no, it, that's here's, that's just how Rhonda no, 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 talks. No, no, I'm telling you, here's what it is, right? So what you said, right? She's saying all that stuff. When I'm doing this, arm bars. When I'm doing that, arm bars. When I'm doing this, arm bars. And it's just it feels kind of like okay, whatever. You're more or less being repetitive, blah blah. I and feel she like does she just... the whole millennial male shit, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that, will, that was horrible. You're a millennial. <laughs> that's what. But was but saying. you know what? And I'm over here like, that's number one. Number two, okay. So what if a motherfucker likes to eat whatever? What is it? She said avocado. To, I will wear skin. I don't give a fuck. Okay, but here's like, the thing. Here's what the, the thing. fuck does that? You know what? You know what I think character. it is with Rhonda. Before yeah. I before I continue this shit, yeah. you know the thing. Uh, the thing that I have with Rhonda is. I feel like they give her three sentences for a promo, but then she has to improvise everything, like the avocado shit and all that armbar shit. That she, reminds, she, did that, not, she did not come up with that. No, no, no. I'm not saying she, she didn't. I'm yeah. just saying that just like it just came yeah. out of the fly. Because again, she's still even if even Suppose, if she's had some so, okay matches, she's still pretty green because there are some women that still no, had to carry her. Supposedly though, what where that promo came from 
was supposedly Paul Heyman and some WWE writers got together and made that promo. I don't think that would be Paul Heyman's work. Now, here's where it sounded like Paul Heyman's promo. Uh-huh. The end. Mm. Remember what the end says? What was it again? I didn't. I didn't. Come on, you got this. I change. didn't quit. Oh, I didn't change. Uh, I'm. You gotta tell, <laughs> nigga. I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to lead you into it. Okay, so but you got. I don't right. like thinking when I'm high right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I didn't change the meaning of fight like a girl, so that the leader of the WWE Women's Revolution can call herself the man. <laughs> and I was like, bars. That was a good line. That was a really bars. perfect line. Bars, bars, But bars. you know what? I, I can't... But the whole rest of the promo... And I felt the same way about last week's promo. And Tevin was like, nah, nah, I like this part and this part. I'm like, no, that's all garbage. No, but here's And then a... fucking Becky Lynch ate her alive the next yeah, day. I was Becky, like, there you go. Here's the thing, though. But here's the thing. Yeah. Ronda needs that. She needs to be eaten alive because of that. Because here's the thing. She's still green when it comes to those promos. That's why I say they're not letting her say as much as they want her to say. They're letting her say what... What they're letting her say on the script, but they're letting her, you know, go freely with it until they start knowing that she's eligible enough to know the script, know the lines very well. Because let me tell you, if we were, if you and I were in WWE and you and I were a tag team, do you know how annoyed we would get just to rehearse three hours of a, of a one minute promo? Just because we need to learn 50 fucking words? This is why I've always said you got to let them work off bullet points. If they fail, they fail. If they do good, they do good. I think he, I think Vince needs to start giving like some of these guys like maybe three mid carters you know I mean and two main eventers fucking creative control. You know, not 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 creative control, but you know you know what I'm saying by. You, you get what I'm saying, right? When yeah. I say you give them bullet points, yeah, you tell them you have to say this 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 and this. Oh, like but how like Drake, like good. how Drake has flashcards when he fucking spits and shit, and he just says. I, I didn't know about that, but all right. Oh, you didn't know? No. <laughs> oh, my nigga. That's how he did... Um, What's that stupid song that he mentions a bunch of girls? Kiki, whatever the fuck yeah. it is. What's the name of that song? Uh, Caught in My Feelings. Uh, got Me In My Feelings. Whatever. In My Feelings, I think it is. Just In My Feelings. Yeah. This nigga, legit. Like, I think it was... It was before that song, but he had uh one of his producers mm-hmm. bringing, like, flashcards and all that shit. And, like, whatever pops up... It's like one of those kindergarten flashcards. Like, you know how, like, one of them has a stop sign, one of them has, like, a school bus. You know, they would just show those to them, and it was just work right off the fucking dome, supposedly. But let me, let's, let me well, finish this. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, give them bullet points, which is just mm-hmm. let them in their heads know, like, all right, these are the things that I have to get put over in, in the show, right? Mm-hmm. This, these are the things that I have to, you know, this is what I'm trying to get convey. These are the words that I'm trying to convey. All right, let me finish. So, yeah, Rhonda <laughs> was in a disarmor, a pretty stiff disarmor, because I think she told Becky, like, hey, let's tweak this shit. Let me get some pain in here. And Becky leaves security, uh, you know, assists Rhonda. You can see it in her face that she's furious. She sees fucking red. All of a sudden, all these SmackDown women just start showing up. Becky's music hits. Becky Lynn. Did you see the the Austin shit? Yes. I love it. it. She is the fucking man. She is Stone Cold Becky Lynch. So, yeah, all the women beat the crap out of each other until we didn't see the part where Nia Jax literally, like, obliterated the shit out of Becky's nose. We got a bunch of clips that people sent me via DM. 
So everyone kept blaming Dana Brooke. I didn't understand why. Like she's too innocent to be stiffing the shit out of someone. Nah, she's still it, going it was, through. Her... No, no. I, I'll tell you why they said it was uh, Dana Brooke. There was a. Uh, so the thing is that Nia was basically in a corner, mm-hmm. and she was getting like beat up by like a couple girls, right? They she like pushed them off, and swang. But this, <laughs> this was the thing, though. This was the it's thing. It's like though. it's. She literally like. I saw the her, video. Her, if you look at her hair, covered her entire face. She's not seeing shit at this point. I know, but here's the thing. So though. when she got out of that predicament where there was two people on top of her, they get away. Becky's coming forward to like go punch her, and she just threw a, a haymaker. But here's the thing that bothered me though, because yeah. like I, 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 when I watched Raw again, because mm-hmm. I watched it on Hulu also, and they don't show all the parts. Yeah. So I saw the ending shit. So. This was before the the broken nose happened because Dana Brooke was outside of the ring botching with Lana. They're botching elbows at each other, and you can see it on like one of the Instagrammers' page, uh, Wrestle to Botch. Like he has the videos of like of just straight up Dana Brooke and Lana, oh, like just trying to form each other. Like this, I see that video. Yeah, let's yeah. say that this chair it is, was air. It was all yeah, air. Yeah, but this yeah. is the thing. This this chair is Dana Brooke, and I'm Lana. I'm trying to do a four. I do this, and then now I, well, well, they can't see. You see, like that chicken wing, that, that little chicken wing dance that you do, where the, your arm goes up and down, and you have it like bend it at the bend it at the elbow. Mm-hmm. That's exactly like how her she was throwing her punches. All right, but you know, e- either way, like um, Becky walking out of there with some serious, serious fucking war paint, and I'm talking like not from the picture that I took. And posted Yo, her hands. Her bro. no, not even her hand. Her whole fucking face. Like I know, no, 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 no. Her whole face was red, but from then it's head like, to like all, all the way down there. Here's the thing: like, you know somebody's bleeding when they go to wipe their face. Their face is still full of blood completely, but now their entire arm, pretty much, is covered in blood because you try to wipe the blood away. Yeah, like that's how much she was. She was bleeding. She but was yeah, bleeding Be- Becky got her comeuppance and got more over, even with the blood. I mean, the I want to. I want to think more savage. The I blood wanna, made it look legit. I want to thank Nia for that, but I also want to like you know not thank you for that because this is like the the fourth woman that you've concussed or injured within your career. And yeah, Becky walks out looking like a boss because she's the fucking man. She is the fucking man. I swear to God, if there was an intergender like wrestling match in WWE. Oh, I would want to see Becky Lynch go up against Seth Rollins because the man versus the man. Straight fire versus fire pants. Come on, my nigga. Let me tell you something. The man is the only man. And that is Becky Lynch. You want to know why? Por qué? Now, Ric Flair, right? Mm-hmm. The original man, right? Charlotte Flair. Knocked down her own daddy. Remember that? Yeah. She slapped the daddy. She made the daddy cry. And she became the man. Yeah. Right? So after she slapped the daddy and she became the man, you know what her daddy always said? To be the man, gotta beat the man. Becky Lynch beat her. And now she's the man. So she is the man. And, you know, speaking of, like, you know, what happened on Raw and everything, which was pretty okay... The ending was great, but the biggest news of it all was no more overrun. 
Oh yeah, yeah. See, this is good for me because I'm the one who does this. Yeah, I wanted. To, I, I really wanted to ask you about that. Like, what what do you now think? Because you saw the first yeah. Raw. Did it end? Like, did it end at eleven? Yeah. This is this it actually ended like at a uh, like ten fifty nine. Let me let me put my let me put my two cents yeah. in. I'll, I'll let you yeah. say something quick before we do our predictions. The thing that bothered me about this was that it took these guys. 21 years. Yeah. 21 fucking years. Yeah. When in all honesty, it should have really been since 2001. They should have stopped these overruns. I'm going to tell you when they should have... Because you're you saying the same thing basically Tevin said. It should have stopped the during the invasion. The, the, mo- the moment that the Monday Night War was over, they should have stopped, stopped the overrun. Here's what I feel. At the time, as a kid, I remember enjoying those last 15 minutes. Let me tell you what it was that fucked it up. Go ahead. When they added that third fucking hour, then get rid of those last 15 minutes. Did Tevin say the same thing? Nah, Tevin said that he, they should have cut it the moment that the Monday but night did, war. But did he agree with you when you said that? Oh, yeah, nah. He was, I'm, yeah, agree, I'm agreeing with the same thing. But, like, like, this is what I feel like. I feel like that shit is fucking dumb. Because, like, yo, as the person who, like, has to sit down and fucking watch the shit and review it, mm-hmm. I fucking take these notes, and by, by 10, I start, like, wanting to go to sleep. By 11, I'm like, yo, fuck this already. Like, you know, and then they still keep going. So it's like, they should just, I, I don't know why. They, they, they should have left it at two hours. Should have yeah. just left it at two hours and 15 minutes. That's a fine amount of time for a fucking show. Nope, let's do it three hours. But as the moment that they made it um, three hours, why keep the extra 15 minutes? You know, What's the uh, point? it, it kind of scratched my head on there, like, I'll, get, I'll I'll throw in my two cents yeah. on this. Now, I've been watching Raw since it first started. You know, yeah, yeah. you know they had the overrun since '93. There were there were moments where even throughout all my years of watching Raw, since the beginning to now the very end of this overrun, there have been shows that did end way longer than 11:05, which was originally supposed to be their end time. Yeah. There was parts that ended at 11.15, some that ended at 11.20. That was one that ended at 11.45, dude. Jesus. You know? And, like, the same thing that Six said, and I agree with him because I was saying the same thing, that I think since 97 or when they bought WCW or Let's Do It Better or after the whole invasion, after Survivor Series... That whole invasion thing ended. I think for sure they should have just said, hey, we're done with the overrun. We're going to just stick to two hours and we're going to give everyone as much camera time. We're going to little we're going to shorten our opening promos and everything else. Because, again, I was I was. And here's the thing. Had it gone that way, had they done that back then? All right, cool. But they did it. The moment they the moment that they turned the three hours, I would have been like. Yo, can we stop being on drugs and, and still having this extra few minutes that we only added on to the show mm-hmm. just so that we could fucking beat WCW? And the thing that just catches me off guard is just like, you know, you, you, you're you supposed to have this five-minute overrun, okay? WCW didn't have an overrun. They just started five minutes late, whether if it was on Saturdays at 6.05 or on Nitro, you know? And Nitro... They had three hours, and they ended their shit at 11. But we still hated the three-hour mark, but it was worth the entertainment. I think the one thing that is that is 
I think what WWE finally realized after doing their first show with no overrun is that they need to treat their three hours showing like a fucking time limit video game. You have three hours. You are on a strict time constraint. You have all this time to build up all these other stars. You don't need to open the show with a 25 minute promo. You could do it with fucking, you could do 10 minutes, you could do 15 minutes, but don't go over 20 because at the same time, you're going to need to fucking build up your mid cards. You need to build up your tag teams. You need to build up pay-per-views. You need to do backstage stuff. You need to do everything else. And I think when it comes to these promos, they need to be on a serious time constraint. Like when you go backstage, 45 second promos. When you're in the fucking ring, 10 to 15 minute promos. We get it. You're plugging something, but don't take forever plugging it. Move on to the next thing. Here's 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 what I have to say about that. They do it for SmackDown. Why not do it for Raw? That's all we have to say. Like, what, what, well, now now we can't ask that question because they finally did it. They ended the show at eleven, which is good, and they're gonna have to keep going through that. Like I said, for the love of Christ, chop off an extra hour. They need, yeah. That if you're gonna, here's the thing. If they were to use the three hours the right way, meaning all these other guys you don't have on TV are on in that extra hour, fine by me. But the problem is they don't have writers who know how to write a three-hour show. So until they can find a way to get writers who know how to write a three-hour show, two hours, bro. Two hours. That's all you need. We're not making a fucking Spielberg movie. Well, I mean, technically, they're probably going to have to get new writers because all they have is NBC writers and their contract is about to be done. They already have a new contract with Fox. And the one thing that they're possibly going to do is have all their Fox writers go on WWE. I think the one thing that I'm afraid of is that they're going to keep it three hours, but have really good writing for Fox people. Leave SmackDown two hours, but also have NXT for two hours. Leave 205 Live for an hour. Because you don't have a lot of cruiserweight guys on your roster. And the last thing you need is to transport guys from the developmental center that work NXT to go to these SmackDown shows. Here's the thing, though. At the end of the day, those are all just kind of like advisory writers. The one true writers, Vince McMahon. And the the closed set of writers that he has that are his writers, mm-hmm. like, they're yes men. So at the end of the day, it's 20 Vinces in a room with like four or five people from Fox. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's Vince. Yeah. Uh, I want to send a a, a shout out to Sonny Sofrito from the Yep I Like Wrestling. Um, He will be at Jack Dempsey's few doors down from Legends uh, doing a Survivor Survivor Series viewing party. Tables are still available. DM him. Let him know if you need a table. Saturday at Legends and on Sunday at Legends will be Survivor Series. But Saturday, most importantly, will be NXT TakeOver War Games. But what will be happening at Legends is brother versus brother. Jobber Tears podcast members, Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black will be facing each other again after the first ever Jobber Slam that took place around SummerSlam. The rivalry is still going to continue. Who will walk out of this unscathed? Who Dun. will be victorious? Dun. Who do you Dun. got on this? You want to do your predictions on this? Wilkins. Wilkins? Wilkins. 
Shout out to Wilkins. Shout out to Mr. Black. I'm gonna go with his brother, I'm Mr. Only Black. Go, I'm only going with Wilkins because that's the one that I actually like chill with before. <laughs> yeah, Wilkins <laughs> like, is a cool dude. Even yeah, when even when we dope. chilled with him at BCW, yeah. he was a cool yeah. dude. Cool. Also, shout out to uh, and of course that Legends. He always says hi. Oh yeah, shout out to Legends Bar also, and also shout out to the ladies over at the Dead Ass Girls Podcast. Yeah. Uh, they were just nominated for I forgot uh, one of these podcast awards and all that stuff. I don't know if it was over, but you guys finally got nominated. Congrats to you guys. Hopefully you guys get nominated again next year. And hopefully we'll be joining you guys along with that nomination. Also, another shout out will be going to Casanova Valentine, the hipster heartthrob. Good friends with that dude. Can't wait to see him November 30th. He just came back from New Orleans having a no ring death match. Boulevard Bullies. The interviews will be up later on tonight. So Those I'll interviews keep you- are fu- I think they're already up. They're probably already up, or they're not. I will still yeah, keep I, you guys I, posted. I, I, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Cause he, yeah. I checked earlier, and there was something new. There was a new post. I think it was Romania. a Banter Club one that was posted. But um, that yeah, was, we'll, that's too early for a Banter we'll, Club. We will deal with that later. You ready to get these predictions? Yeah, let's get it together. All right, Tevin. Sorry that you couldn't be here, but hopefully, when you read, when you hear this, you will add your predictions along with this tonight. Yeah, let's fucking ramble. Let's do it. NXT take over war games, yes. man. Can't wait for this event. Got my Velveteen Dream shirt on because I know for a fact got it's my going Velveteen to be, Dream glasses on. It's gonna be his <laughs> night. You know, it, it's better that we're not doing any video recording because otherwise, I, I get tired of being one of those guys while we're doing this yeah. and recording on IG. Like, we'll be right back for part two and all that other stuff. And it just True. it just sounds pretty True. cheesy because we don't have we're still trying to make we it don't like have like about, promotions still, or no, any no, other no, shit. Of course. Now we're still trying to make it at about you know a good hour. Yeah. So like you know we're not trying to like kill y'all motherfuckers. Eh, they'll be fine. Like it's predictions. We're gonna we're gonna talk about. We this spent stuff. like a whole half hour talking about like raw review and all that raw shit. review and smack. Oh yeah, SmackDown. Daniel Bryan won the championship, which is really weird. Daniel Bryan turned heel. Why did Paul Heyman come out doing an AJ Styles promo? That's Char- how you know. Charlotte Flair is now in the match against Ronda. Yeah, that too. That yeah. was awesome. And all the tag teams from SmackDown now obviously just showed up from out of nowhere. Yeah. They had a cool-ass background, though. That show was fire. Word. But yeah, that was SmackDown. Daniel Bryan turning heel. Um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen, but I'm afraid of what's going to happen to him on Sunday. Yeah. Because... Nah, nothing's going to happen to him on Sunday. I think it's going to be more of a... I feel like my son uh, AJ Styles is gonna pop up. All right, let, let's let's start with the NXT stuff right. first. We're gonna go start with the NXT Women's Championship out of in the two out of three falls. Shayna yeah. Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Who you got? I got Shayna just because I don't feel like they're gonna take the title away from her that quickly. She just got it back. I'm gonna go with Shayna also. Ever since she uh she got her homegirls yeah. to debut on Evolution. And I heard that she's been bringing them along NXT too. Like they've been showing up on air and whatnot. So I think they're gonna like possibly come in, interfere, anything else. But I'm gonna go with Shayna because Kyrie Sane needs to have her match with um Io Shirai at the next takeover. So Shayna for the win here. We have Aleister Black taking on Johnny Gargano. I feel like something else is gonna happen with that. In this match? No, Io Shirai is probably going to come down. Is probably going to end up saving her. You think so? I could say that. I I, I I probably see that. Because 
she's probably gonna keep getting bullied by uh oh okay the, the horse one before we uh talk about the next match which was Gargano and Black you know how like when we watch the NXT takeovers yeah. they always point at the crowd they always like point at guys that, yeah, are, yeah. that are there who do you think is going to show up Walter Walter yeah I, I would say that too. I I say Walter or um. Yeah, that's really that's really all I could think of right now. Walter. I can't think of like any <laughs> other any other person in the Indies yeah. to go to NXT right now. Besides the fact that they have Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. They already got two fucking amazing people. So. All right, so Black and Gargano. I'm going with Alistair Black on this one because I was complete and utter dumbfounded to realize that it was Johnny Gargano that did this attack. I really wanted to. I really wanted it to be someone new, like Matt Riddle or Keith Lee, just to you know give one of these guys a good heel run. I think it's it's an honest mistake to make Gargano heel because a lot of people are gonna go around saying, "Oh, we're gonna have a heel versus heel championship match if you know some, if Champa remains champion," let, which let, I don't want to see. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about this NXT game. Because I know about this NXT game right here. Gargano is going to win that match. Gargano's winning that match. Gargano has to win that match. Gargano just turned heel. Knowing the way Triple H likes to book, he's not going to just turn him face. Well, not face, but like he's not just going to have him, oh, you just freshly turned heel, you're going to lose right away. The point of this was for him to get here. He's going to get better now. He's going to start getting W's now that he's a heel. Yeah. Now he's going to really start getting W's because that's why he kept getting the L's. He kept getting the L's because he was the really, really good, 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 good guy. Mr. Super Duper White Meat Babyface. Trying to still find his inner Johnny Wrestling, but yeah. Exactly. Now the Johnny Wrestling is in heel mode. Exactly. So, but me and Tevin explained this already. This is just a road for him to get to being the Johnny Gargano we want him to be. I mean, so just he's gonna be Johnny Wrestling, but give him time. This is just an inter an intermediate type of situation. So just give him time. I mean, with all due respect, I think Alistair Black needs this, this win more than ever. It, huh? This is a quick intermission for Johnny. He's gonna win this shit. I I feel Alistair Black needs this win more than ever. Not just more than ever. I feel like he just needs this win in general because after He'll be losing. Fine. The NXT Championship, I feel like he needs to gain his momentum back. Johnny has enough momentum for him as a face or a heel to keep, you know, to, to lose this match. He doesn't really need this win. All he needs to do is just, you know, build up this heel persona more and more in order to, you know, see where it goes. Because, I, 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 like, again, I was completely shocked when I found out that it was him that attacked him. I thought it was, again, it was going to be Matt Riddle because... Cassius Ono kept, like, spoiling the whole shit. Well, me and Tevin said this shit in Brooklyn, so... Mm. We knew this. <laughs> we knew this shit months ago. All right, but yeah. <laughs> we're gonna... Yeah. We're gonna... We're complete opposites. And this one is completely opposite again. For the NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa will be defending his NXT title against... Velveteen Dream. You give your thoughts and then I'll give mine. Not Dream's time yet. It's not Dream's time yet. I'm sorry. It's not his fucking time. It is what it is. You can get you can turn blue in the face. It's not it's not his time. Ciampa's gonna win this shit. He's not only gonna win this shit, but there might there's I feel like there's gonna be shenanigans at play. But 
Champa's gonna win this. And this is gonna help to elevate Velveteen Dream. I wanna remind everyone that this is also for the Ramble Mania Heavyweight Championship. So, Six is defending this championship for the very first time after the boycott of our crown jewels. So, I'm no, completely... Our, our crown jewels are still intact. We're talking about... No, no. I, I, the global I, event that those fuckers... Did. Yeah, but they kicked us in the crown jewels for that shitty paper. There you go, yeah. They, that's they, what, they, I, that's yeah, what I was implicating. recovering crown jewels. <laughs> I am wearing the complete opposite because yeah. I'm wearing my Velveteen Dream shirt. I feel like him just right now, even if my hair but does not look like... Freakazoid. I love him too, bro. But, yeah. you know, after last year's war games, facing Aleister Black, after all the takeover matches that he's had, Cassius Ono, the fucking North American Championship ladder match, him versus Lars Sullivan, you know, him versus Ricochet, win or loss, he is probably the most over man in NXT ever since his match against Aleister Black. Because let's face it, nobody knew who he was until the whole Say My Name storyline. Well, I know who Patrick Clark was. No, I mean, well, just, <laughs> we know who Patrick Clark was. We know that he was former tag team champions with Leo Rush yeah. at a independent show in Maryland. We know that he was on Tough Enough. We know that he got a developmental contract after his elimination on Tough Enough. You want to know why? Because that was- man... Is oozing with charisma. Not just that. Say it. Wait, what? The Triple H thing. Uh, wait. You want me to imitate his voice? If you want to. Oh, it's because he's he's Velveteen Dreamer, and he's just so sexy. Not even what it is. It doesn't even matter. Like (laughs) this is why. It's because he's that damn good. Oh, you should have you should have said attitude there because I was not gonna do all that. I was trying to. You gotta see. It'll take time. You're gonna get used to it. You gotta understand. Because me like, and Tevin can read each other like books. So you're gonna. Don't worry. You'll get used to it. Give it right, time. But yeah, the more you're you're on with yeah, us, you're gonna get. Yeah. It. Triple H has so much faith in this man. Otherwise, they they would have not done nothing with him at yeah. all. He could have just stayed as the Patriot Patrick Clark doing that whole. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be the black Jack Swagger, but nope. this time I'm just I'm gonna be ten times more better. Boo. I'm not gonna have a lisp or any of that shit. I'm, not, I'm I shouldn't be like joking boring. on this shit, but it was pretty good at first. But yeah, it was pretty boring. It. it was pretty boring. <laughs> like imagine if it would have lasted longer, he could have been no. he could have been in the Forgotten Sons. I would have been like no. <laughs> but look, I'm glad he man, became auntie. I'm this so man auntie. is that damn. Good. That's auntie. To become NXT champion. I don't care if he has it for a short period of time or if he loses it at an NXT live show. He needs this belt more than anything. Tommaso Ciampa had his time with it. And I'm going to tell Six the same thing I told my boy when we were heading to Castle Hill. If Gargano and Ciampa wrestle again... They don't need the fucking championship to compete because they 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 show champion or no champion that they could put on good matches. They could put on a good story. They don't need a championship to build up their angle. All okay. they need is a That's blood great, feud. But they're not going to wrestle like that yet. That's number one. Number two, Gargano's going to jump in on that motherfucker. You know what he is. 
Well, you know he is yeah. because nobody can beat Tommaso Ciampa but Johnny Gargano. He beat the shit out of Aleister Black, who's a lot scarier than Vel- than Velveteen ever has been. So he's gonna he's gonna fuck this up. You know it. Yeah. All right. Now we have the uh, the War Games match. Yes. Undisputed Era. All four members. Yes. For the second time ever, all four of them are gonna be in War Games. Last year it was all three of them, and Roddy was in AOP for that one time only. Yep. Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong versus Hanson and Rowe of the War Raiders, the UK champion Pete Dunne, and the North American champion Ricochet. Give your thoughts while I now, text this man. I went completely off. My entire original idea was, because me and Tevin sat down and we had this conversation about this, and the way that they booked the show was... That team of Kyle O'Reilly and uh, uh, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, right? Mm-hmm. And my favorite. Roger Strong. Goddamn right. So now, check this out, right? Mm-hmm. You got the Undisputed Era, who's, what What are they? They're an established team. Yeah. They're an, they're an established faction now. Yes, they are a team, which means the established team should always be the one that wins. Now, my original thought was because of the fact that um, Pete Dunne and, and uh, Ricochet. Ricochet and War Raiders, because of the fact that they kind of look kind of like beat up or kind of hurt at the end of the episode, uh-huh. I was like, damn, so they're going to win. That's what I thought. Me yeah. and Tevin both said that. <laughs> but then I was like... No, this is Triple H. The established team has to win. Yes, it's not Vince. I feel as if like they're gonna, they're gonna have these guys take the win again, mm-hmm. because I feel as if they're gonna pull an evolution, give these guys all the fucking gold, mm-hmm. and then have them lose the gold within Mania weekend, and then have them be the next call up. And I mean all four of them. And like in all honesty, let's let's an, let's answer this question right now. Raw or SmackDown should Undisputed Era go to? I don't know. I say SmackDown. I wouldn't. I wouldn't send them to either yet. I say SmackDown. I wouldn't send them to either yet. But I still, would keep them on NXT. Still, you gotta. The, the thing is that there's nothing for them yet on the main roster, and there's too much crazy shit going on in the main roster. I think there's not gonna be anybody going on to the main roster. For a good amount of time. I think for this month, for, for this Survivor Series, I don't think anyone's going to go to the main mm-hmm. roster. I think maybe we might get two call-ups. Mm-hmm. But the possibility of those two call-ups happening is if they debut at the Royal Rumble. All right. So, yeah, while you were telling me your stuff, Tevin was uh, texting me because he wanted to send us predictions and shit. Right. But, yeah, we're going with Undisputed Era here. And that's the, uh, that's the NXT TakeOver predictions. All right. So, I just got Tevin's predictions here. And... Wow, it is completely different. Well, m- minus one that we have identical. Okay. Tevin is going with the Undisputed Era to win War Games. Wow! So he switched up too. I didn't switch up. I I know. No, I'm saying Tevin. <laughs> 
He, he switched up too, like he, with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. He's gonna. He's also going with Tommaso Ciampa to retain the NXT Championship. He knows. Oh, he he's also going with me on this. He's going with Aleister Black to win. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And the complete opposite. He's going with Kyrie to win the two out of three falls. Ah. So out of everything, you know what it is. He kept saying she looks so sad. <laughs> she has to win. So he might be right on that, but. But don't say that. Don't nah, he, fucking, he might. He might be. Don't fucking say that because it's, it's just gonna be really ridiculous. So me and Tevin have black. We all have the undisputed era. You and I have Baszler. Yes. So the only thing that's different for me is Velveteen. Yeah. So that that has. So basically, that's like my go-to match for me to like. Get for me to come up on top because this is four. This is a four match pay per view that's gonna be for three hours because we all know the two out of three falls is gonna be long. The war games match is gonna be fucking long, but we can't wait. This is gonna be a really good show, and I, I can't wait to see what I can't wait to see what's gonna happen for NXT. Well, 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 hold on a second. Just hold on one second. I don't mean to cut you off, Hazel. I'm sorry, I apologize, but. This is Survivor Series Week, and this is NXT TakeOver War Games. I cannot let this prediction show go on and not get my opinion. And even though I couldn't physically be there to record the show with these guys, nonetheless, as Hazel just told you, these are my predictions for NXT War Games. And I'm just going to contextualize them for you real quick in the order that they went in. So the NXT Women's Championship, two out of three falls, I am going with Kyrie Sane because partially, yes, six. She was really sad, and I hated seeing that. I don't want to see her sad. I want her treasure chest to be full again. More importantly than that, beyond that, I feel the swerve. NXT takeovers sometimes do a swerve. A artful, sensible swerve, not a Russo-esque, nonsensical swerve for the sake of the swerve. They, they sometimes do nice swerves. Like You can even argue Evolution was a bit of a swerve through introducing Marina and Jessamine. And though I do think that Shayna should probably get a nice, decent-sized run with the championship and should have these two in her corner as big bully types, I think there might be bigger plans for that trio, so to speak. So, I think Kyrie may get it back. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong. I would not be shocked at all if Shayna wins and they do do the storyline with the horsewoman running roughshod over NXT, but... I feel like if there's a spot for a swerve on this show, if if there are bigger plans for these girls, then I think this is a good time to get it to Kyrie, get it back to Kyrie. So that's that. Um, as far as because I'm listening through, as far as uh, NXT guys sitting in the crowd, I don't think they'll do anyone because I don't think they've made any major signing recently. If anything, maybe Keith Lee. Riddle's, I think, wrestling on the pre-show, the one that's going to be taped for NXT TV. So maybe not him, or it possibly could be, but I would I would put my money on Keith Lee if anybody. Moving on, Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black. Like Six said, Johnny's heel turn is a temporary step in the story. Like right now, even though, yes, he is behave, behaving heelish, I wouldn't even really see him as a heel. I see him as someone who's been corrupted by this feud with Ciampa and is is dealing with all this inner turmoil and 
all the drama he's dealt with since Ciampa's betrayed him, it's, it's now manifesting itself into this iteration of Johnny's character. So I think it's a separate step in the story. I still think the ultimate goal is Johnny pinning Ciampa and taking the championship and redeeming himself and ending it all. But as Hazel said, Aleister Black needs this win far more than Johnny Gargano does. He lost the title. He was taken out of his rematch. He has to be built back up, especially given the way he returned. Six, you and I talked about how insane it was when Aleister Black returned and did the thing when he crossed, and then he came back and killed all the security guards. He's been booked as an absolute badass on a rampage, and I think that needs to continue, so I'm going with Aleister Black for that one. NXT Championship, Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa. It is indeed not dream time yet. I agree with six on that. Hazel, I know you love the dream. We all love the dream. He's our auntie. But unfortunately, not unfortunately, because I do think dream will absolutely get it at some point in the future. He's way too good. The upside is way too high. He's way too over to not potentially get this title. So I think that will happen. But as of right now, I think it's Chompa's time to shine. And as I said before, the ultimate path, the ultimate road, end of the road, is Gargano and Ciampa one more time. And also, Dream always gets over. He always gets over. It's like you said, Hazel. Every single match that he wrestles on a takeover, he just gets more popular. Win, lose, it doesn't matter. Because he always shines. He always finds a way to fit his character into these performances. And it's always fantastic. So... I'm going with Ciampa on that one. Main event, War Games. Yes. Although I said on Banter Club this past week, heels get the advantage, baby faces win. That's how War Games always goes. I thought about it, and this is the first time the four of them are wrestling together as a unit. Because when Roddy joined them, he was technically replacing Bobby Fish, who was injured at the time. Now Bobby's back. Now they're a complete foursome. They're a complete group. I think they have to take this. And as Six said, established team should always go over the mishmash of singles guys, which is what Team Babyface is. Like, the War Raiders are a tag team, but Ricochet and Dunn are two singles guys. Two singles guys who, while they have teamed in the past, they have ended up at each other's throats every time. And even on NXT this past week, they ended up arguing over who got to face Kyle O'Reilly. So, Undisputed is full, they're whole, and... You know, they're they're a well-oiled machine. They're a full unit. So I would definitely expect them to go over in that. So that being said, that's it. That's my NXT predictions. Let's get back to Six and Hazel for Survivor Series, and I'll be back at the end of that. Now we're going to go on Survivor Series. We're going to start off with all the traditional tag matches. Because okay. it's just, it's all ridiculous. Let's just go with it. Because yeah. here's the thing. What what the fuck can you do? What the, how the fuck do you book he this? Did the same shit without even having me tell him. Yep. What the fuck? What the fuck do we do? <laughs> you feel me? What do we do indeed? What the fuck do we do? Go, go ahead. All right, but let, let's let's get these they, predictions they, out of they the way. Ruined this shit. They, we're gonna start again. We're gonna start with the <laughs> traditional tag team matches for Survivor Series. The pre-show of the um, the tag teams, Raw's tag team versus SmackDown's tag team. SmackDown actually feels like they have wrestlers, so I'm just gonna go with SmackDown. I'm going with the same thing. They they have <laughs> they have better tag teams over there than yeah. what Raw has. Like again, 
Who would have thought the colognes would actually appear on a pay-per-view? Word. Fucking time. I, it's about damn time. To be honest, did you have beef with them when they were the Matadors? No, I didn't really. They were okay wrestlers. They, they were decent. So they were it's like, okay. It's like, do something with them. They I just think, never give them a good gimmick. They I think when they, were, gimmick. when they were the Matadors, I fell off. I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not buying this. But when they did the when they had El Cerrito, I was like, yeah, yeah. all right, I'm down with it. But I, I think it was the first time when um when Epico was not even involved at all, mm-hmm. when it was just Carlito and Primo, okay. when they were unified tag team champs. Okay. That I was more over with at the time. But yeah, uh we're both going with the the SmackDown tag teams. Yeah. Alright, for um let's start with the women's one. Who do you think is gonna be the the fifth woman on the SmackDown team? Have no fucking idea. I mean, we're not gonna count this as a point. It's just I something. No, I know, but I have no clue. Do you think it might be an NXT debut? I, I don't know. It, last... could be, it could be one of the iconics. It could be Mandy Rose. Yeah, that's who. Or... Remember, she was complaining. How come she's in the match and I'm not in the match? I know, right? Like fucking crybabies. This boy. is why the Raw's women's team is gonna win. I'm gonna go with the... the only way that they can like lose is if. They debut somebody on, on, on SmackDown. SmackDown. Or like somebody comes back, like a return or a debut. I'm going to go with the Raw team also, but it, it, this this whole team, it didn't it, it doesn't make sense. I feel like they're going to tear each other apart before they tear the SmackDown team mm-hmm. apart. Because it's just a mixture of faces and heels. Like, um, Surprisingly, you have for SmackDown three faces and one heel. So who's going to be the face or heel to be the fifth member? Let's go with the with, with the men's one now. Which is probably the main one that we're is going to be the main event that we're going to be more yeah. focused on. This one we're going with. Um, oh, we're going. Yeah, we're, we're going, going. Yeah, we went different. You went I with SmackDown. I switched my last minute. Yeah, I switched my last minute. So I'm going with Raw. <laughs> yeah. I feel as if after the demands that Braun said to Steph, he's gonna get those demands and he needs them. Like I think Corbin is gonna fuck him. That's what I think. I think Corbin is gonna shoot him right in the fucking foot. Can't do that because how you get how. I think Corbin is going to shoot him in the fucking foot. I think Corbin is going to tweak. And I think Kurt Angle is going to come back. And you know what? If he does that, Stephanie McMahon is basically going to give Braun what he wants. And that's a match with, um, yep. with Corbin. She's still going to give it to him regardless because of that. <coughs> because Corbin fucked up. But again, I and don't... Then, so it still progresses the story. I don't feel as and if it Kurt is comes back. necessary. Because Kurt got herbed by my son... Uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. I don't feel as if it is necessary for him to get involved in that fucking match. No, me either. But I think that's what's going to happen. I feel the same way. And like, another so thing, I... too. They all beefing. Yeah, everyone here is beefing. Even <laughs> even people on SmackDown. They all, like... they all beefing. So it's like, yeah, and even on SmackDown, there's people who beefing. But what with SmackDown, the thing is, it something feels... I feel like there's going to be some sort of shenanigans. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's all the traditional tag teams out of the way now. Yeah. Let's get with um, the only title defense that's on this show for the Cruiserweight title. What did Tevin pick for that one? Uh, I'll, I'll announce it later after. Oh, after. okay, okay. It is Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. taking on Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy defending his Cruiserweight championship. I'm going with Buddy Murphy to still retain. Same. There was no buildup to this shit. There really wasn't. And I, I think yeah. it's just like... When there's going to be a, a 205 title belt change, they make it feel extremely important. Yeah, they and do. And they did none of that this week. So, yeah, no. There was there was this match that I saw with Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. He was at a... I think it was in, a, in an Evolve show. Okay. And he was facing indie darling Darby, Darby Allen. Okay. Some gothic um, crow-looking guy. 
So he has this special move where, you know, when you uh, when you have a guy on on your shoulders and your stomach and shit, the uh, the dude flips over, and does like a, a flipping sit down stunner. Yeah. This dude did the meanest oversell. You know how like you take a Spanish fly bump? Yeah. This nigga jumped after taking the stunner. Did you watch Five this week? No, I haven't. Oh my I'm gonna God. watch it later on tonight. You have to watch. Let me tell you something. Because you reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. This nigga. Uh, Leo Rush took a lumbar check from a... Oh, I saw the clips. This motherfucker flew up like... Ten feet. Five or six feet in the air. Like, and I'm talking about legit. Like, I'm not, like, fucking... Like, legit, like, at least five or six feet in the air. So, look, this is... Let's say that my pen is Mustafa Ali taking the stunner ball. Bah. (laughs) Did the meanest backwards, inside-out bump in the world. And And I'm talking, like... My nigga, he jumped while on impact to do the flip, and the way he landed, it almost looked like he landed right on his Adam's apple. So it looked like he gave himself an 054. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> right. It looked like he gave himself a fucking mean shooting star so. shell. So yeah, we're both going with Buddy Murphy here. Yeah. We have all nine title stuff. The bar versus AOP. Mm-hmm. We're going with AOP here. They feel as if we they need this win more than ever. The bar don't need it. Here's my question. Uh-huh. On the outside, you know there's going to be a match. What do you mean? Big Show versus Dre Maverick. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, come on. Come on, who's, my nigga. Like, who's, really? Who's going to win this match? <laughs> AOP, because the referee is yeah. going to be so focused on these two looking at each other that he's going to probably throw them out. Yeah. AOP is going to yeah. take the upper advantage. And, you know... They need to make these guys dominant. Like, I very, think, very fucking I dominant. Think, I think Big Show has been put with... This is going to sound crazy and conspiracy, and we were talking all this shit about conspiracy at the beginning of the show. Yes. But I feel like they put Big Show in this group because they knew that AOP was going to be the group that was going to be the tag team to have to defeat these guys. <coughs> So that's why they put Big Show with him. I don't even think that could even be the reason. I think they just put him on there just to put him there. Just to give him airtime before he retires. Now, nah, but listen, this is why I'm saying that way. Because now, guess what? Okay, I know that I know, but look. Now the AOP could... Well, actually, they, they fucking knocked out... Who was it? Kofi? But he's not wrestling. Just because you do a knockout punch. No, no, he, he was in the match. Oh, well. On SmackDown. Going, yeah. Why is this guy still competing? It was like a three-on-three. Three. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah, so uh, them versus New Day, I believe it was. But it, it didn't matter. New Day beat the bar. I mean, bar beat the New Day. And then I was like, I don't care about this. Look, I'm, I'm just going to keep it a buck. But yeah, that's why I feel like they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna win. Because they, they're probably going to... They're going to do mad shit and make these guys... They have to... After them winning the belts the way they did, they have to do mad shit to make them look like... I don't feel as if... This is the negative that I have correct, about yeah. this match. I don't feel as if this match is going to go over 10 minutes. No, it's, what it's I, probably not going to mean anything. I mean, dude, it's Survivor Series. Yeah. It's going to mean something. It's interpromotional brands facing each other. That you, means you something. F- you feel like, but I but think, I'm saying, I think like, the hype... It's going to be a nothing match. I think the hype and the build-up to this just doesn't mean anything. Like, I'm so afraid that... AOP is going to fuck up very badly. Like, is this their this is their very first ever pay-per-view debut? You know, you can forget the pre-shows that they had with Titus Worldwide and everything. You you can forget all the hundreds of takeovers they've been. <laughs> no, no, no. You, that's something you're never gonna forget. But here's the thing though. This is their first ever big 
five pay-per-view event. They need this win. The bar needs to carry these guys to a T. Because let me tell you right now, AOP, even if they've been in the main roster for a good period of time, they're still pretty fucking green. Even with Drake Maverick on there, that's a total plus. You know, having him as their manager, yeah, that's good. It's good, but also these guys need to be straight up powerhouses. Just how they were in NXT, you need to treat them the exact same way in this match against the bar. And I don't mean like squash them, give them a good give them a good rub here or there, let them take a few licks here or there. Cause let's face it, Cesaro is pretty stiff. But Sheamus is really fucking stiff. I mean, come on, the dude almost ended Daniel Bryan's career with with the with, with his bro kicks. All right. Now look. Didn't didn't he almost kill Ziggler or something like that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, come on. I mean, Ziggler has a way has always he, found ways to kill himself with no, his no, own no, stuff. He was he was like the the he, I think he was like the world heavyweight champion. And either Ziggler hurt somebody or Sheamus hurt Ziggler or something like that. Somebody hurt Ziggler or Ziggler hurt somebody. You're probably thinking of Big E smacking no. the shit out of AJ Lee. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what it was. No, I know. I'm t- trying to figure out the reason why cuz I know he got injured around that time. But I mean, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It, it just makes sense for AOP to get this first big pay-per-view win to build them up as a tag team. You didn't make them tag team champions for nothing after beating one guy. Exactly. That's what I said. They have to like they have to do a damage control for them. They need not even just damage control. They need to just they need to put collateral damage on the bar. Like they need to let them know, like, hey, you guys were tough before when Mick Foley put you guys as a tag team. You guys were tough as nails. But now we're coming in. We're the fucking monsters. We're gonna eat you alive, and we're gonna make sure that you don't that you go back to SmackDown, afraid of every other tag team Smack, every other tag team on the SmackDown roster that are gunning after your belts. You know, you need to make these guys power hungry. You need to make them carnivores. You need to make them like they were in NXT. And I'm not saying just like you know, Here's the thing, job bro. them out to a full minute. I'm no. saying dominate for a good while and then. Get your chops licked a little bit from Sheamus and Cesaro, and then you just come back dominating strong again. Then you look even more strong by getting a victory over tag team champions and fucking veterans in this company. But here's the thing, though. Who the fuck do they have on Raw to wrestle? Doesn't matter, my nigga. Until they bring they up, until they bring up someone... Fucking body. Look, until they bring up someone from the main roster yeah. or when Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy come back, they're going to hold on to those championships for a very long time. Most likely until Mania or after. Because like I said... They got Mojo Rawley, Zack Ryder... But they're never going to put And Kurt on. Hawkins. On the same fucking show. And you don't bring back Edgeheads or fucking Hype Bros. Hey, but look. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder have... You need tag teams. They're not doing shit on, uh, on TV... Put them on the fucking show as a tag team. Hey, look but look the, at all the tag teams you do, guys. You treat the Revival like shit. What we should be having is a feud between the Revival and the AOP. That's not what the fuck we have. Yeah. Because you've booked the, the fucking Revival like shit. Ascension you booked like shit, and now you're trying to put them over. Fuck. I can't even stand them getting put over. Not even put the, the Ascension over, because they don't give a shit about Victor. It's all about Connor. All about Connor. Why about Connor? Did you not watch uh, what happened on Raw? No. Have you not been watching Raw lately? I saw what happened, but I didn't. So think whenever you wrestle, whenever whenever Gloriously Gable would wrestle, right? If they would face Victor, they would win. If they would face Connor, they would lose. 
if they faced them as a tag team, they would win. Nah. Right? Now, what happened this week? My boy Braun Strowman came out to beat the shit out of the entire tag team division. Uh-huh. And the only nigga with the balls enough to go up to him, Dolo, was pull Connor. up to him, was Connor. They're trying to give this nigga a single push. The Ascension will be no more God, than God, the possibility no. we don't, that, that, that... You don't need more single stars. You already don't know what no, don't know what to do with the single stars you already have. You don't, you don't even know what the hell to do with Dean now that he's not on the Survivor exactly. Series show. Hey, look. Well, that's why... Well, The we'll next match, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins, IC champ versus US champ. This one I'm going with Nakamura because I feel as if same. Dean Ambrose is same, going to interfere. Same, 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 same. This is how I know that Dean Ambrose is going to interfere. The ref is going to get knocked the fuck out. Dean Ambrose is going to come in, do his dirty deeds, beat up on fucking, you know, Seth Rollins, probably get a few chair shots, put him through a table, and then what? Nakamura just drags him out, does one low blow while the referee's still down, and then get, gets ready for his ping shasa. One, two, three. Just a couple. Just a couple. I more. That's the end of that. That's the end of that shit. Cause it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for Seth to have this win, knowing that the next storyline that he's dealing with is Dean. Like this is your next angle. This is what you're building up now, and you know this is what you need to start focusing on after this match ends. And I think it needs to focus when this match is underway. While it's at the go home spot, it needs to fucking you know. It needs to have Dean Ambrose come in, do his vicious sit, pull a uh, Tommaso Ciampa on everyone, get everyone to boo him out of the building, have him do an OMG moment, you know? But either way, Nakamura is taking this win. He needs this win more than ever because his push is not looking good at all. I feel bad for Nakamura holding on to that U.S. championship because seriously, dude, seriously, you could have you could have done better. Next. Next is the uh, I already said my piece. I don't know why the hell you're looking at me like, <laughs> oh, I th- oh, yeah. So we have, yeah, I said it right before you said it. <laughs> Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch had to suffer a broken nose Ronda's and a concussion. Winning. Oh, no, no, let me rephrase it. Becky suffered from a broken face. Ronda's winning, Ronda is winning, Next. and you know, when it came down to it, we, we wanted <laughs> Becky to win. Yeah, of course. We yeah, had yeah, so yeah. many. We had so much shit to think about, but now it's just like. Listen, we've had to rewrite our predictions probably like five hundred times. Yeah. Because of the fact that they keep changing the story, so we don't know what the fuck to. We just. <laughs> it's gonna be a. See, this is what I've been telling Tevin. I was like, "Yo, the moment that I became champion, fucking Roman Reigns got fucked up, and then the entire show went absolutely apeshit." This entire show has just been going to shit, and I'm I, I'm really afraid. So I'm now, really now afraid. I might I might fucking lose because of the fact that they made me fucking change my predictions like fifteen fucking times. Thanks a lot, WWE. If I if I fucking I'm gonna punch Mister Man right in the fucking dick. Made me lose my belt because you want to fucking book shit five hundred times. Who the fuck told you to fucking book around one fucking person? This is why you're having all these fucking problems right now. All right. Let's get on to the final match. Yeah, let's go. The match that nobody wants to see. The match, is, <laughs> the match that see everyone it. is really pissed off about because nobody wanted to I, see this I match. I want to see it. This is not a money match for everyone to be fully invested in. I disagree. Brock versus Brian. I think that's a dope match. <sighs> I know Brock is going to win because 
He's Brock Lesnar. But I want to see what the fuck happens with Daniel Bryan now that he's a heel. I just want to see Daniel Bryan now as a heel. To see at the end of that, at the end of that entire show, where he he had that look on his face, where he had that shit-eating grin, and he looked like he was about to fight everybody and their mama. I loved it. He looked so evil. Tevin always goes, that's the American dragon. That's the American dragon right there. If he were here, that's exactly what he would be saying. Yeah. Every time I see that little face, he's like, that's the American dragon. Now watch him shave his head. <laughs> hey, Tevin, then he's going to hit up Nigel one day. He's going to punch him right in the face. You heard? He's going to punch Nigel, right? Gonna go, he's going to show up on 205 Live and just punch, or, or NXT and punch Nigel right in the fucking face. I'm telling you, Daniel Bryan's going to do that. <laughs> Tevin's like, Tevin's over here, Tevin's over here like, Stop doing it. Stop doing the fantasy book and stuff. Don't do it to yourself. No, I'm doing it to him. Yeah, he, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. He wishes that's what happened. I wish that's what happened to him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking fire. Or at least that Nigel subs one day for like Byron or some shit. Oh my God. And then like Byron, um, um Brian is like, sup. And then he's like, don't say, don't call me. You know how he was like with AJ? He's like, Stop mentioning my name. Yeah, or I'm gonna punch you in the face. He comes out to to Nigel. He's like, "Stop mentioning my name, or I'm gonna punch you in the face." Uh huh. And then he's like, "All right, I won't say um Daniel Bryan. I'm talking about the man, Brian Danielson. That should be fucking. Yeah, that should would have been fucking funny. Beef, yeah. my nigga. Beef, my nigga. We're both going with Brock here. Yeah, he's Brock Lesnar. I mean, yeah, he's Brock Lesnar. So be prepared. Strowman can't beat him. So fuck a you. fucking. Murder. Yeah. Be prepared for a goddamn murder. Let's I don't get... think it's gonna be a murder, but some something's funny gonna happen there. Something funny's gonna happen this entire pay per view because none of this shit makes any fucking sense. Let's, let let me get this man's predictions in. Here's Tevin's predictions. He's going with Brock, Ronda, Nakamura, Mustafa Ali, The Bar. Ooh, he went for Ali. Team Raw on the Men's Survivor Series. Team SmackDown for the women, and Team Ooh. SmackDown for the tag. He went opposite from me on the men's and women. Yeah. And he, to you, what did he do? Uh, he went the complete opposite on the Cruiserweight match, because he's going with Ali, yeah. going with Buddy yeah, Murphy. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying for you, like, what did he... He went complete opposite on the on the, the bar versus AOP. He's going for the bar. Okay. He's going for Nakamura to win. So, yeah, every, everything else other than the... He's going for the bar, huh? I wish he was here because some of these are other than the, the the women's and tag. Wait, hold on. Oh no, he has a he has Team SmackDown for uh, the tag team. Yeah, yeah no. Only thing he changed was the the women for SmackDown. All right. Sorry to cut you off again, but yeah, TJ the Great is back here to give the rest of these predictions, this time Survivor Series. All right, so same order they went in. Let's do this real quick. Full disclosure, I went full fuck it here because so much has changed with this show. Like, th these guys already covered it. The injuries, the, the turns, and like, there's no real way to know exactly what the plans are going in. Because there's so many moving parts. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, first one, tag team traditional Survivor Series match. 
all the uh, both tag team divisions going against each other. Yeah, SmackDown has a division. Raw doesn't. This should be a sweep. Nothing else. Raw's division is horrible. Moving on, the women. So first things first, the fifth woman is Mandy. It's Mandy Rose. I'm pretty sure. I'd be surprised if it was anything deeper. And here's the thing with this match. I'm actually not really confident in this at all. Before Becky's injury, I was sure Charlotte was going to, because I think that was the storyline. Charlotte didn't want to join the team. She didn't feel she was the right choice or whatever. And she didn't show up the one week on SmackDown. But I think the storyline was going to be she would join the team and she would end up leading them to victory. But everything changed because Becky got injured and now Charlotte's in the Ronda match. So I think it's very likely that Raw now wins, especially to keep up the heat on Nia Jax after everything. But at the same time, I feel like this is a scenario where it's like, oh, we can keep the same result we were going to do and just do something else with Nia. Because this is a Survivor Series. They can find ways to eliminate people they want to eliminate without really burying them or whatever you may conceive as a burial. So, yeah, I got Team SmackDown in that. I'm not confident in it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. All right, next up, the Team Raw Men's Survivor Series, which it's either this or Brock and Brian for the main event, or shit, it could be Ronda and Charlotte. So you got three potential main events here, so that's that's pretty cool, actually. But, yeah, with the Team Raw match, I agree with Hazel. Braun's going to get the demands he wants because that's going to fill his storyline needs for the next couple of months. It gets him Corbin at you know, throughout December, TLC, then he'll likely get Brock for the Rumble. And I take your point six, where you're saying, you know, Corbin will screw him over, and then Stephanie will be so pissed that she ends up giving Corbin a brawn anyway, which that does make sense, and it is something that they would do. But I still think they need to get him to Brock somehow. And I think the easiest way to get him back to Brock for that rematch is they just win here. Also, I think if SmackDown loses, if this Shane McMahon heel turn is still happening, that can be the catalyst. Shane gets pissed because the SmackDown team screwed up, so he turns heel. Or he, or he starts the heel turn, like depending on how quick or slow they want to do this thing. I think if the end goal is still Shane McMahon as a heel, then this can be a major catalyst in that. As far as Kurt Angle goes... I don't think he's showing up. I don't, I don't think if there is any real follow-up on that storyline, I don't think it's going to take place at this show. I think it'll take place on TV going forward because I don't think Kurt Angle is going to be the type of person who runs in and screws up things for Raw on Survivor Series because he actually did care. I think he'll just want to get revenge on Drew or Corbin or whatever else. Moving on, Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. I agree, there was no major buildup for it, but here's the thing. I low-key feel like Buddy Murphy's a transitional champion. Like, that just hit me in 205 this week, watching Mustafa's promo and him talking about how 
you know, he had this chance at WrestleMania. He's had several chances at the Cruiserweight Championship and all these top guys, and he hasn't quite gotten the job done yet. And and that paints the picture of, well, this guy's running out of chances. He's got to get it here. This f- sort of feels like got to get it here or he doesn't get it. He's not going to get it at all. And I think Ali, you know, they build him as the heart of 205 Live and he gets over well enough. And I think with Triple H booking, logical booking, it dictates that you got to give it to this hot baby face at one point. And, and to throw a major wrinkle in this, I think Buddy's a transitional champion for the primary purpose of Cedric Alexander's turning heel, I think. And I think Ali and Seti is going to be a few. I don't think that minor tease a couple of weeks ago of Ali and Cedric in the ring and it looked like Cedric was going to turn. I don't think that was unintentional on their part. I think this losing streak story, this whole thing since Seti's lost the title, I think it's building to a heel turn. So could be entirely wrong on that, but at this point, if I'm wrong, fuck it. I'm going to end up in last place most likely. So again, from the top of this, I said, I'm in total fuck it mode because this show is too crazy to really properly predict and help six won the title by saying fuck it to everything. So maybe it'll work out for me too. Again, moving on tag team versus tag team champs. The bar versus AOP. The big bar versus AOP with the role of Paul Ellering being played by Drake Maverick. Again, you're right. The bar don't need this win. And I can definitely see them doing the 50-50 thing just to boost AOP up after they've been looking weak, after they won the tag titles in such a backwards way. But I think they care more about the bar. I don't think they care about AOP that much. I don't know. It, it, it just strikes me that they don't, seem to care about any any raw tag team really but i don't know i don't i don't feel the big push for aop coming and that's sad because you know they are they're good and they're vince type guys but i haven't seen it in weeks and with, with vince mcmahon and the way this company is run guys get booked into oblivion and then they're given flash victories out of nowhere in, in ridiculously booked ways. And then they don't get over because they weren't credible prior to that. So the people don't buy them as legitimate, true champions or contenders or whatever. So they're not over. Vince sees that they're not over. And he's like, oh, why are we pushing these guys? They're not over. Uh, slot them back. But it's your fault they didn't get over. But I'm, I'm, I'm ranting. So forget that. I got one rant in this and... That's later. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, I called it. Dean runs in, Nakamura wins. That's it. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. So Ronda was always winning. Like, if Becky would have gone into this match, like, even after everything that went down Monday, Becky gets bloodied and everything, and it clear her to compete. Like, she doesn't get the concussion, and they can put a mask on her face or something. I think she still loses to Ronda. Ronda was always going to win that match. But now I think the dynamic has changed. If they're changing the plans going forward to WrestleMania the way I think they're changing the plans, the way it's been rumored that they're changing the plans, they're going to protect Charlotte. They, they're always going to protect Charlotte. That's what they do. She, she is their golden goose. But I think in this context, a potential way to protect Charlotte 
is to kickstart the horsewoman feud. And it's been talked about for years at this point, even even before before Ronda signed, when it was just Shayna there, it's always been talked about four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. And it seemed like it wasn't going to happen for a while, but Becky turned face on SmackDown. Like, I think that's a big, big, big detail that people are forgetting in this because everyone's been cheering Becky for the last few months anyway. So it's like, oh, is she really a heel? But the company was booking her as a heel. They presented her as a heel. They saw her as a heel. And SmackDown was the validation, was the verification that that changed. She's a baby face again. So all four of WWE's horsewomen are once again babyface. And I don't think that was unintentional. And I think they noticed that. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I could be totally wrong, but I think it's happening this weekend. I think it's happening. I think we kickstart the horsewomen and horsewomen feud with a run-in from Shayna, Jessamine, and Marina. And champion versus champion, WWE versus Universal, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Let me tell you something, Hazel. Let me tell you something right now. This is the dream match. The biggest match Brock can do with anyone who is a full-timer in this company. Brian has wanted it for years. He's been very open about that. And I know he's planned something incredible for it. It all just depends on whether Brock respects Brian enough to put on his fucking working boots. And I hope he does. Because when he puts on his working boots, magic happens. For anyone who thinks this is a mismatch or it shouldn't work or, you know, he can't take him on, he's too small or Brian's too fragile, shut up. Just, just stop. Watch the match that we posted on the Ramble Mania Twitter. Brian Danielson versus Takeshi Morishima, Ring of Honor Manhattan Mayhem 2007. It is the perfect kind of brutal big man, little man match that we will hopefully get elements of on Sunday. Because we don't want the whole thing because Brian, he, he had a detached retina in that match. Like, Morishima hit him that hard because Brian demanded he hit him that hard. Hopefully, we don't get that. We don't get Brock shoot elbowing him in the head or any stupid shit like that. But, yeah, watch that match. Danielson, Morishima, Ring of Honor World title, Manhattan Mayhem 2007. It is the blueprint for what I hope this match can be. It's the match I've always thought of when Brock and Brian as a match has been brought up. And I hope Brock's up for doing a match in that vein. And, and, and on that, if you're nervous or skeptical about injuries, like, oh, all Brock does is suplex. Is he going to drop Brian on his head a bunch of times? And then it's so unsafe. And Brian has concussion history. And I'm so scared for him. Listen to me. I don't know if you know this. Wrestling's fake, all right? And Brock Lesnar is a pro. Daniel Bryan is one of the best to ever do it. They're going to be fine. They're going to understand how, how to work together. There's no doubt in my mind that they can work the right kind of brutal and realistic without getting seriously hurt. All you got to do, Brock, don't drop him on his head, all right? Be, be careful with him. Brock, Brock, Brock will be able to do it. Like, he's not some big, dumb idiot. He's actually the smartest man in wrestling. But, you know. But on to the booking of this match. I think a major part of the reason Brian is even in this match is because Vince didn't want AJ to lose to Brock two times in a row. He is apparently very serious 
about protecting AJ as a top guy. And we have seen that in many cases. So I think that is part of why we're even getting this match because it's not like we were ever close to the ballpark again before. I think the only time we were ever going to get it before is after WrestleMania 30 where Brian won the title and their plan was have Brock squash him at SummerSlam. Then they go to the next WrestleMania and Roman Reigns beats him there. That would have been WrestleMania 31. And that didn't work out because Brian got hurt. He had to give up the title and it was Cena that ended up in that spot. So hopefully we don't get that. No squash match. Fuck that. Let them wrestle. It will be great. I promise you. If if Brock is up to it, it will be great. But yeah, I think Brock wins. It would be an amazing surprise if if Brian did win or or if they thought enough, let's protect Brian because he just turned so they have a run-in or something crazy like that. Like I'd be amazed. I'd be so, so amazingly, pleasantly surprised if they did something like that. But I think Brock is going to win clean. I think Brian's in this match for that express purpose. And I don't mind. I just want them to have a great match. So I'm TJ the Great. I'm out of here. I'm winning that fucking title. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> I have no idea, but fuck it. I'm feeling it. Uh, Back to my fellow co-hosts. Let them wrap up the show. I'll see you guys later. So, yeah. Yeah, those are our fucking predictions. Yep. They will be posted on our page tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. NXT is tomorrow. Damn, yo. NXT is tomorrow. It's it's yo. Time's just flying, bro. Time's just flying, and we I have no idea what the fuck is going on right now in wrestling. Yeah. NXT always makes sense, especially because NXT is amazing. But, like, with the main roster, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing there. Not and I, I, I booked this shit. I don't know if you noticed, but I picked Vince's people. Yeah. Like, I think... That's what. That's how I booked it. I, I picked everyone Vince likes. <laughs> oh, my son Shane is in this. He's the best in the world. He's got to win this. <laughs> I fucking picked all his favorite fucking people. I'm going to keep it a pretty quick buck with everyone right yeah. now. I am, I'm, like kind of highly upset with this card okay it's not really that much to be hyped up about i'm hyped about everything but this is just this <laughs> and is just that's what, just because they just booked everything on the fly and everything is a hot mess and i want to see what happens this is just one thing that i do want to get off my chest real quick and it, it is the the world heavyweight championship competitors facing each other i just okay. i'm gonna get my angry run out of the way so you want to start running uh, I ran for the hills. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there comes a time in life where David versus Goliath makes so much sense in the world of professional wrestling. But in a time like this, a David versus Goliath match is not something that we fucking needed. It was not something that we wanted. We are happy. We are happy to our fucking hearts that Daniel Bryan is now WWE Champion again. Happy We're happy for happy. that. But I'm happy that he is healed. What I'm not happy about is they're giving him this match. Why? I don't know. I'm angry. I am frustrated to know that this is most likely going to be Brock's SummerSlam Part 2, like what he did to John Cena. It was the greatest murder I've ever seen. 
But this is one thing, this is one match that I am not for sure going to be hyped up and invested in. You want to know why? Because again, it's David versus Goliath. Who is going to win? Who makes the most sense to win? Brock Lesnar. Why? Because he just won the championship at whatever the fuck. He's the first time, he's the first ever two-time Universal Champion. The very first ever longest reigning Universal Champion. To think that you had to give this guy this championship again. For us to not see this title again. For us to be pissed off that this championship is becoming irrelevant again. Just for him to show up and face Daniel Bryan because Paul Heyman showed up on SmackDown during an AJ Styles promo. That's when you knew. That's when you knew right there something was about to change because AJ Styles is not on this pay-per-view at all. So I'm guessing he's going to go home, spend some time with Wendy and his kids until he's ready to fucking come back. This is not a match that I am going to be like all hyped up for unless they try to do what they did last year and have Daniel Bryan take some offense and make Brock Lesnar do some selling instead of just suplex, 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 suplex. It's annoying. Because Brock has no arsenal in his wrestling. It's just German suplexes, F5s, and busting people open with his elbow. Okay? As far as I'm concerned, somebody needs to do something about this quickly. Because if Raw does not win, if Braun does not get his Universal Championship rematch, which has to be at TLC, I don't want to wait till the Royal Rumble. You don't give this guy this fucking championship and have that championship being shown every week. Then it just made absolutely no sense for you guys to have a secondary heavyweight title to begin with. To give it to a part-timer for us to not see him anymore after a pay-per-view. Vince McMahon, if you're too senile, if you're too blind to realize that your local talent, your main talent is what's grabbing that brass ring to get a heavyweight champion. Drew McIntyre is one of them. He wants that universal championship, but you have to give it to your fucking Canadian Minnesota Moose. Why? So that you can just fuck us over even more? So that Paul Heyman can talk about how he's going to become a two-sport champion when we all know in real life that's not going to happen. It's just a complete waste of our time. I think this match in general... It's just a waste of our fucking time. Mainly a waste of mine. This David vs. Goliath match is just going to be a murdered massacre. And a lot of people are not going to like it. Your favorite wrestler is competing against someone you don't like. There's going to be a lot of angry comments on the internet. I'm going to wrap it up here. There was something that I did want to talk about, but I'm not even going to bring that up. It's not even important. Can I tag back in? Go on. All right. Your champion is back now. (laughs) All right. uh, Here's what I feel about this match. Um, Daniel Bryan's a heel now. I don't feel like it's going to be a Dave vs. Goliath match. 
I feel like this is going to be a... The guy who tries to outsmart the giant but ends up getting fucked anyways. I need to get up. Because Vince McMahon doesn't know how to book baby faces. <laughs> so he's probably going to make AJ run in on this. Try to get his payback. You know, it's the first time that um ever in WWE history that we're not going to see AJ Styles on the pay-per-view. That's a mind-fucking mind-boggling situation. He's gonna be there. <laughs> no. Yes, he is. No, yes, he is. No, yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Otherwise, they would have put him in the Survivor Series match instead of Jeff Hardy. He's gonna be there. Watch. I don't feel as if it is necessary for him to be there. He's not competing. He's not wrestling. He's gonna be with his family. He's gonna, let's wrap it up here. He's gonna be there. Let's wrap it up here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been Ramble Mania Show. Thank you for joining us. TJ the Great will be back very soon. My fellow Banter Club member. And for TJ the Great, since he's not here, I'm going to do his gimmick. Good fight. And good night. Digga, 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 digga. Zombie, <laughs> goodies. See you guys on the recap. And for the Banter Club, bitches. Two. Sweet. <laughs> All right, man. Peace out.